Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk Lapointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. You know, we've heard repeatedly at this stage of the pandemic that businesses are facing a profound labor shortage. A, a new survey from the Business Development Bank of Canada suggests these problems aren't going away and that businesses are going to have to develop some new strategies or else they're going to face limits on their growth and capacity. My guest today is Pierre Claroux. He's the chief economist for BDC. We're going to talk about the report and on how to adapt to the labor shortage. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Well, how serious are these problems? Well, they are serious because uh, they are limiting the growth of many companies across the country. And as a result, they are limiting the growth of the, of the economy. And unfortunately, this is not a short-term problem. It's because we have an aging population. So we're going to have a shortage of labor for, uh, for many years. Were, were these problems brought on by the pandemic or did they precede the pandemic? No, they were there before the, the pandemic. I don't know if you remember, uh, just before the pandemic, the unemployment rate was very low. It was very difficult to find people in British Columbia and a different part of the country. The pandemic made things worse uh, in two ways. Uh, first, it limited immigration for 2020 and 2021. Immigration declined by half in Canada. Uh, we're missing about 400,000 immigrants, so that's uh, that really makes the situation worse. And also, during the pandemic, um, a lot of people lost their job, and they actually took the opportunity to move to another sector. Mm. So, um, for some sectors, like accommodation and food services, the situation is really difficult because of that. I think the survey, if I'm correct on this one, found that literally one in five people, you know, were, were either making a move or contemplating a move. How, how different is that than what you would get in a typical year and a half, for instance, in our economy? Oh, this is very different. We never saw that before. So many people moving from one sector to another. Um, and there's two reasons for that. The, um, uh, the, the fact that a lot of people lost their job, they were forced to look for other opportunities. And that's the reason why we, we see so many people are looking for uh, a new job because they, had, they lost their job. So they, they were forced to, to look for something else. And that's the reason, uh, one of the reasons why we, we had uh, so many people uh, moving to switching from one sector to another. Now, I'm sure you've heard this too, that, that the pandemic in some cases also prompted a, a real reconsideration of the relationship to work. So is it that people just have a kind of a restlessness about what, it is, what jobs they want to have and, and, a, and, and are being maybe a little fussier on what they want to choose? Well, I think it's because they have the opportunity to change. For example, I'll give you an example. Uh, a lot of truck drivers decided that they wanted to do something else. Um, it's very demanding to be a truck driver. You're away from your family for many days. But maybe they didn't have the opportunity to do that before because that, you know, their, their, their profession was to truck driver. But now there's so many opportunities in so many sectors. So if you can find a job in manufacturing or maybe with a better salary and you wouldn't work as much uh, outside your city, outside of your, uh, your family. So, so I think the, the, the fact that there's uh, so many people missing 
give a lot of opportunities for people. Yeah, I mean, during during this the really heavy throes of the pandemic, obviously we we provided a lot of support as a country to those that were out of work and to, and to companies that needed some assistance in terms of uh, wage subsidies and so on. But I wonder if now what we're reaching is this uh, wake-up phase uh, in the economy, where also we're beginning to appreciate the fact that we had some issues in terms of compensation, in terms of types of work that we had, uh, in terms of the overall packages that were provided to those uh, in, who had those skills. Well, that's a good point. Uh, I think the fact that uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, not as many as, uh, as enough people for the job that are available. So obviously, people are going to uh, their demand is going to be different. Also, the mm -hmm. pandemic changed a lot of things. People would uh, want to work more from home now. This is this is a new phenomenon. There was not the case before the pandemic. They want to have more flexible hours. So the pandemic also changed the way we're working. And the fact that uh, there's a shortage of labor, well, it definitely gives the opportunity for people to ask for more compensation. Yeah. Um, is, is there an actual skills shortage, Pierre, or is it that the skills aren't necessarily being compensated the way that the workers would like their skills to be compensated? I think it's both. I think, uh, I, I think uh, there's definitely uh, a lack of people, a lack of budget. Uh, but also, uh, you know, some people would like to, to get more compensation for uh, the work they do. And in this market, I think they will uh, get it. Yeah. Can Canada catch up to what was lost here in the way of, uh, of, of reduced immigration numbers? Well, uh, we can. Uh, you know, the federal government already announced before the pandemic that they wanted to double the number of immigrants. Unfortunately, with the restriction during the pandemic, uh, the opposite happened. Uh, you know, the, uh, the number declined by, by half. But after this pandemic is over, we're going to see more and more immigration. This is not uh, the only solution. This is not going to solve the problem by itself. But this is going to help. We uh, definitely. Is it also going to accelerate? You think uh, digital automation, those kinds of things that that actually take the place of, of, of manual labor? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we are going to see. Already, we are seeing businesses investing more in technology to uh, you know to replace some tasks uh, with technologies more and more possible to do that now you can do it in manufacturing you can do it in uh, retail stores by having a cash register like uh, uh, with automation um, I was uh, speaking today and one of uh, our clients to manufacture equipment for restaurants is, he was saying that the demand is huge because it's so difficult to recruit for restaurants that they are buying more equipment, trying to reduce the need for workers. So I think in the next few years, we're going to see a lot of momentum for investing in technology. Yeah. And yet there still is going to be a rather aged workforce. Uh, and I wonder what new strategies you think businesses are going to have to adopt in order to adapt to that. Well, uh, one thing is uh, it would be, 
you know, uh, time to hire more people with, uh, who are older. Uh, Canadians are working longer now because we live longer. We live in a better shape. So people want to live longer, even if they retire. Sometimes they want to do something else. So that's a pool of workers that is available. Also, the unemployment rate for young people is, is also higher. So we all like to hire people with 10 years of experience. But in this current context, I think it's uh, also possible to hire younger people and train them inside our companies. And this other uh, group of uh, people who have difficulties to find a job, for example, immigrants who have been in Canada for less than five years, their unemployment rate is much higher than other Canadians. So in terms of, uh, we'll have to be creative. We'll have to look differently at the job market. And when you think about what the role here for government is, um, how, again, might that shift in the time ahead? I think immigration is one of the uh, best, uh, one of the things that government is really responsible for. So there's a lot of work to do uh, to uh, accelerate the process. It takes a lot of time uh, with, uh, with clients at lunchtime, and it takes nine to 12 months before when you go uh, outside the country and identify the candidate, it takes a very long time before you are able to have them in Canada. So that's one thing that government can improve. Also, I, you know, the job, the labor force is changing. We're going to need people who are much more uh, able to use technology because technology is becoming much more predominant in our businesses. So I think there's another role for governments to help people to retrain, to adapt to this new reality. The younger generation, they don't need that. They are very comfortable with uh, technology. But people who have been... Uh, on uh, in the labor force for 20 or 30 years, well, government can really help to help them to upgrade their skills. You would be familiar in Quebec, of course, with a, with a pretty profound childcare uh, uh, strategy that the province has had for, for decades now. Um, how important do you think it is in terms of addressing some of this issue that this federal government work with the provinces very swiftly in order to try to implement its ambitious plan for national childcare? I think it's going to help. It's going to help because if you, uh, if you can uh, send your kids to, uh, you know, a professional childcare at a reasonable cost, you will have more people to uh, be able to participate to the, to, uh, to the job market. So in that sense, I think it will uh, help the situation. Yeah. Uh, when you take a look, at what kind of uh, cut or harm or impact this has had on the overall competitiveness of the Canadian economy vis-a-vis -vis other countries. Where do you, how, how serious do you think it has been? Well, I think it's um, so far, uh, I don't think the uh, impact was very major, but we are seeing the impact now. The, mm -hmm. We are in the recovery mode, uh, the economy is growing, but actually, the shortage of labor is limiting the growth. We meet every day companies who are refusing clients, refusing contracts. Uh, we uh, see restaurants that are not open seven days a week anymore. So this is limiting the growth right now. If we don't find solutions, it's going to continue to limit the growth of the Canadian economy. Is, it, uh, is there anyone that's, that's doing really well? 
as a result of this labor shortage? Well, definitely people who are working to, uh, you know, headhunters and uh, companies who are, uh, who are paid to find uh, candidates for companies, they are doing well. But uh, beside that, I think it's difficult for everybody. It's difficult for every sector. It's more difficult for some sectors like accommodation, uh, food services, uh, but it's the, even like, for example, a growing area is the tech sector and they have a tough time to hire people because there's a yeah. shortage of talent in that sector. So it's so, difficult for, for every business. Let me uh, conclude though by asking you, like, how, how worried are you as an economist about where this is going to have, uh, how this is going to have a real knock-on effect on the Canadian economy if we don't find some new measures in order to address it? Well, I'm not worried that this is going to uh, be responsible for a recession. Uh, we will continue to grow. And, uh, but my worry is that uh, if we find, don't find the right solution, it's going to limit our growth. You know, growth of a long-term growth of an economy uh, is based on your labor supply and your productivity. In Canada, we have been, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we have been very lucky over the last 30 years. We had a large a pool of workers coming to the job market. Now, our growth uh, was assured by that. But in the future, uh, it will be important to improve our productivity. Uh, it would be important to find solutions because if we're, we're not, we're going to limit Yeah. Pierre, it's always good talking to you. Uh, you're obviously talking a lot today to talk about your study, so I understand the cough and the, and the, <laughs> the fatigue. Uh, but thanks so much for your time again, uh, for shedding light on this and really important study. Thank you, thanks to you. Pierre Claroux is the Chief Economist for BDC. I'm Kirk LaPointe, Publisher and Editor-in-Chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching.